0: Our next guests are the co hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's The Big Show. Is everybody ready? Thirsty, thirsty Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling.
1: the big show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone broadcasting live from our carrier zone studios here at vivant arena austin horton producing today across the glass from us wearing a very sharp looking nintendo shirt today austin showing his nerdy side
2: I love that
1: every time I wear the shirt, you bring it up. I know I do. It's the only reason I wear it. I like. I like it. It's a good shirt. It's my roots, man. It's very nostalgic. It's very nostalgic for me. You know, I still remember it. It was my first uh, video game system. Yeah, sure. I remember when I first got it. What was your favorite game on it?
2: Oh man. Were you a Duck Hunt guy?
1: I like Duck Hunt, but I, you know, I like the original Mario Brothers as well.
2: I liked Excite Bike.
1: Now, are, are you talking about favorite Nintendo ga- game ever or like no, right, when I first, yeah. right when I first got it? No, no, no. Because like Nintendo game favorite ever was Tecmo Super Bowl by like. Not um, Tecmo Bowl, Tecmo Super Bowl. Tecmo Super Bowl. But you didn't get that with the original, you know, when you, when you bought the system, you got the, the cartridge with uh, what was it? Mario, Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt. And yeah. Duck Hunt. Yeah. Was it just two of them? Gordon knows all about this stuff.
3: Wait, were you guys like reminiscing about when you were six years old? Uh, I was about
1: that. That's probably about right. Maybe a little older. You were six, and I was 66 at the time. But, at the time, know. back in the day. Uh, how's it going over there, Gordon? What's going on? It's going well, thanks. You having a good day? Having a good day. Having a fine day. You? Oh, man, I'm having a great
3: day.
2: Oh,
1: and yeah? I am okay uh,
3: Can you remember the last time, Austin, that Jake said he had a great day?
2: Uh, it wasn't. Uh, the last time he he said that, he wasn't
1: hosting this show, so... Uh, My great day started off today with the rain. I mean, the the freshness of the air. We opened up all our windows today. It was so nice. Go ahead. Complain about the rain. It's a little humid. Not going to complain about the rain.
3: We need the rain. But that just triggered a different thought. But uh, continue on. What? It just triggered a different thought in me. So out with it. Okay, so uh, I have a certain son-in-law who is in a bedroom where the screen is missing. I think one of my daughters did something to it and damaged it. And so the screen is missing, so they can't open the window. And so my wife informed me that he was hot the other night. And so she set the air conditioning down to like 65 and? at night. So, that
2: sounds amazing.
1: Inst- that sounds inst- incredible.
3: Instead of just opening a window, I'm that's probably costing me a lot of money, isn't it? To air, to air condition the entire house all night long at like 64, 65 degrees? It's still been in the mid
1: 80s at night. You, Opening yeah, a windows not going to do yeah, much. You are, you are so soft. You're just upset that it's cold in your house. It is a little chilly yeah, by my, yeah, by my it's, reckoning. It's not about the bill at all. It's about uh, <laughs> someone's uncomfortable. Well, we wouldn't want anyone to be uncomfortable. I mean, that I'm with Austin. You I'm, did this, sir. <laughs> We've warned you about what to do about those sons-in-law of yours. <laughs> oh, I agree with that. I mean, you should be setting the policy here, but that doesn't make uh, you any less uh, hmm, soft.
3: We, we always turn a fan on at night because it's just sort of that noise of the fan and the breeze feels good. But between that and the frigid conditions, uh, you know, and, I, and I'm paying for it all.
1: Yeah, you've officially, you know, uh, entered, entered the phase in life where it has to be hot all of the time. I don't know what, like, leads everybody that direction, but I think you've officially gotten there. I'm not that old. It's because I like sleeping in a buff. Not really. I'm kidding.
3: It's just uh, you opened your window, and I thought, well, what an awful idea. Open the window.
2: This is ironic, though, that Jake's calling you soft for being cold as he wears a sweatshirt in our studio. (laughs)
3: Look at you. You look all bundled up over there you a polar bear? I know,
1: but I I, I don't want to. Look at me. I got a T-shirt on and shorts. That's your fault because you forgot. <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah. At least Jake's finally learned his yeah, lesson. Yeah, right, to, to remember. Uh, I, you know, a cold workspace is one thing, but I like it chilly when I sleep. Well, wait a minute. Okay, what do you set your air conditioner at at night? At night? Uh, this time of year? where I don't know. I've, uh, oh, I know. I know we're probably in the high 60s like 67 68 we're probably right. somewhere okay. in so I'm just has. a few oh, below you
2: i would love to live at your house that's like $500 a month what do you have it uh, set up for you guys 71 during the day 70 at night so it's oh. just a little and then we have a fan going
1: you know i i do one of my my uh, uh one of my friends his parents truly put their money where their mouth is when it comes to uh saving money with the thermostat because you go over to their house in the summer And it's 85 degrees in the house. It refused to turn uh, anything on. But you go over in the winter, and it's like, wow, it's cold in here. How do your pipes not freeze? And it's like they're the only people legitimately, I think, who who really, truly put the effort into uh, conserving uh, money and energy when it comes to their home. Okay, so answer me this question.
3: In the winter. When you, uh, what do you set the thermostat at in the winter? I don't thermostat? know. And when it's 25 degrees outside, what do you set your furnace 68. at? 68. Oh, that's
2: pretty chilly, actually. Yeah, it is, yeah. You, do you, know, do you-, you don't like it? Grab a minky.
3: <laughs> what do you set yours at? I have no idea. Okay, let's say it's 70. 71. So at night, what do you set it at? Yeah, you just turn it off. You turn it completely off? <laughs> Speaking of pipes freezing. <laughs> You turn okay. You turn it off, so you think you're saving yourself something, but your your furnace has to work so hard to heat the house back up in the morning from forty degrees all the way back up to seventy. I don't. I'm not sure you're saving yourself
1: anything. Well, that's just the, your justification for being wasteful, but that. Uh, you know, What's but that's point? that's all right, you know, because I used that very same justification when I lived with a, I had an earth muffin roommate. I've, I've told some <laughs> stories about him before. Uh, the the famous the compost, com- the yeah. compost heap. Yeah, you know, he's a great dude, but but absolutely uh, uh, an environmentalist, and <laughs> uh, and he would just turn off the air conditioning, just turn it off and and bounce, you know, middle of the summer. It'd be like I'd come I'd kill home. I did, come home. Do you have any house plants? Ninety and? degrees in the house, and it'd be like, "What are you doing?" And then I'd have to tell him, "We're we're using more energy to cool the house back down," and uh, he didn't care. But that that's actually true. What you and Gordon just said that is actually true. You Probably, use more energy. Maybe. That way. Do you? I'm not sure. I've never, never Mike from Any our
3: Services sat here and
1: told you that. Oh yeah, my has said that before. Mm, yeah. All right. yeah.
3: So he said it's better to just lower it a little bit, but not all the way down because
2: Okay, we we
1: have
3: have spent far too much time on this. My in-laws are the
2: type that it's at least 91 degrees upstairs in the summer. They don't turn on the AC and they don't turn on the heat ever. So they're like, hey, why don't you guys stay the night? No, (laughs) no, we'll be there at 6 a.m. I'm not I'll get up and drive. I'm not staying, (laughs) not
1: sweating all night. But but I you know what the the actual lesson of this story though is is you should be dictating this to the, the why is the son-in-law going to say I agree I you know what you put it where you're comfortable buddy See, how,
2: how much is his mortgage
1: payment yeah, to you Yeah exactly <laughs> It's a it's a deal
2: Yeah he's yeah. Yeah, getting a so, deal
3: Yeah It's a socialist Come deal Come on <laughs> Everybody's for free except for me you Actually know, you, I'm not listening to any of my sons-in-law I'm listening to my wife you know, Jeez, like a, who's listening
1: to. Right. My son's up. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, one of those fans at Target cost you about what, like 10 bucks? 20 for the good one. Yeah. Boom. Oh, and we, with we the Dillies sold. getting
3: on the you know, rent. He can afford it. Oh, we got fans. <laughs> I don't know what the, you know. All right. All right. Well, let's uh, get back on track here. I just, you know, we got into this. <laughs> I'm texting him I mean, right you know, now. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, our our listeners, I I guarantee you that those who have partners or wives or husbands or whatever, uh, do you you, uh, – usually different bodies have different temperature, temperature gauges at which they are comfortable. And so there's a constant sort of struggle. Yeah, but why is the son-in-law running the show? <laughs> because <laughs> why is he, he running the to, show? He knows for my wife to be
1: informed, and then she runs the show. But you should be running the show. You're buddy. Darn right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You you fix that thermostat tonight. Okay. You tell I, I was, him to deal with it. I was it. just
3: a little chilly
1: last night. That's you all. You shouldn't be. It's your house. My
2: my wife will not touch our thermostat because growing up, her father struck the fear of god in her heart that that was his thermostat oh really and so i'm always telling my wife she's hot she, and i'm like go turn it down she's like oh yeah I, I forget i can do that
3: i think your wife's hot
1: too wow <laughs> things got really weird <laughs> just look at the look I'm that just, austin's giving you right now just having some wow fun. i told you yesterday leave thank chester, you leave chester at home <laughs> just leave him come at on home, you yeah. like Whitney leave too. him at she's home fantastic. in the cold house yeah, There's I, a
2: difference between it, it, I. Your your wife's awesome too. I
1: think your wife's hot too. You know, well, you said she was hot. I'm your <laughs> husband,
2: <laughs> and I meant temperature.
1: Wow, got weird. Okay, should we get into the split story? <laughs> okay, I, I feel like this is a good time to put the brakes on this conversation, Austin.
0: Two guys, two topics, Two, two opinions. Two. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day. On ninety seven five twelve eighty the Zone. And the Zone Sports Network.
1: Joe Ingalls, so you've had a few days
0: to let it sink in and when you look back, like where did it go horribly wrong? What the heck happened? Obviously, we were a little bit beat up with a couple injuries, and that's not an excuse or anything, but that's just the way it was. And I said it in my exit meeting that, for me, it was probably the toughest loss that we've had since I've been here with what we've done in the regular season and the first round with Memphis being up 0-2. And then we played some really good quarters and halves, but we didn't really put it all together to win that series. So, once again, you're going back to look at yourself individually. Obviously, the team will look at the team, and we'll get our minds right to be ready for the start of next year.
1: Joe Ingles on the Joe Ingalls show this morning, which uh, Joe's always good, but he was particularly good today. Toughest uh, loss ever. Yeah, I got the, that impression from Donovan Mitchell in his post game too. Yeah, he was very emotional. Well, we talked about it. It, it. it was not only a heck of a way to lose a series, but a heck of a way to lose a basketball game. I, I certainly and get an it. end a season. Yeah, and you know? the end of season. Blowing a twenty-five point lead in like nine minutes, <laughs> I I don't know whether I've ever seen a lead evaporate that quickly. Have you? Uh, rarely, if ever. Yeah. Well, Locke got into. I wish uh, I remember what the number was, but Locke got into the win likelihood. You know, was it like ninety-nine point eight percent. I don't know if it was that high, but it was in the nineties. I mean, they, you know, to to collapse like that is, is just brutal, just brutal. I I certainly would understand that opinion. That, that was the toughest loss ever. I uh, would get it. We're not making our listeners feel any better, you know. You know, there's not a, time is the only thing that's going to do that, Gordon, because <laughs> it was, and the, you know, people the, are still getting over Jordan pushing off the fact that the door is as open as wide as it is too is is just got to be painful. I mean, you don't look at a a, a club left in the playoffs and say their heads and uh, shoulders ahead of the Jazz when they're healthy. Yeah. So I mean, to to watch. The playoffs go forward. I'm sure. and in, in in fact, uh, Joe said it in his interview. He said it, it. doesn't feel like it's over. It feels like we should be headed to practice. Yeah. And so, you know, that's that's tough. That's tough. To, you know, there's there's no there's no sugarcoating losing a series that way. There's there's just not. I mean, we can we can look at the injuries and like Joe said, that was a cause. That was something you can't ignore it. Uh, you know, Mike Conley's too good. And Donovan Mitchell was was affected, but specifically, Mike, he's too good to say, oh, it was a non-factor, because of course it was, but yeah. to, to lose after being up 2-0. Well. Tell me if I'm softening on this, because
3: the more I think about it, the more I am willing to accept that injury thing, because initially the Jazz had, had cranked up the expectations so high, regardless of what the situation was, that you know, we knew that, not having Mike Conley, we saw enough of that during the end of the regular season to see it slipping away a little bit when he wasn't there. So we, we knew that. But still, we just sort of thought that they would find a way. Uh, they won the first two games. Maybe that's why. But I, uh, as I've thought about it, Mike Conley is so important to that team and with Donovan being hobbled, and no matter what anybody says, he was hobbled and it was affecting his play. He was not as vertical. He was didn't have the explosiveness that he typically has. And so it left him more vulnerable. And it certainly hurt the Jazz. So, I mean, I'm not using that as a full excuse for the team, but, but maybe we should make a little more space for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we should. I, I've always hated the... Well, it's injury. You're just making excuses. I mean, that's, that's disregarding reality. I mean, what well, the it, fact that Kawhi Leonard got hurt, too,
3: maybe that ratcheted that back up again, you know? Maybe it like, did. And,
1: and if you want to break down this individual circumstance, but like, look years ago, why did Toronto win the title? Because Kevin Durant got hurt. And what and Clay Thompson too, for that matter, right? I mean, injuries were the reason. You look at the the title Lebron won in Cleveland. Yeah, you know there were injuries. Uh, Golden State Steph was playing on one leg. Like, those are reasons. Mike Conley was an All Star this year. You you can't oh it's just an excuse. You mean one of your three best players doesn't play? That's. Of course, that's a factor. And then factor. when he does play, it was obvious that he was compromised. How could you? How could you pretend that that's not a factor in in something? Now we can examine how much, and maybe you think the Jazz should have won anyway. I'll, I'll listen to, but but don't disregard it entirely. That's ridiculous. That's ignoring reality. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's dawned on me more over the last couple of days. I I was I was speaking. Uh, yeah, you're not to you there. I no, apologize. I, I, I was no, sorry. no. I get it. <laughs> I
3: get it. But I think that's probably true of a lot of people who have watched this team. Uh, you know, they lost, and should they have lost? Were they better than the Clippers? Well, not over that stretch, that's for sure.
1: The but- hard, the hard part in this particular series, Gordon, is what Locke was talking about yesterday. Without Mike Conley, it allowed the Clippers to develop an extraordinarily effective game plan that the Jazz had no answer for. Right. And that's a pretty slim margin of error, I guess, but Mike Conley's also really good. And athletic players that can beat guys off the dribble against switching defenses, I mean, they don't grow on trees. Especially the way he
3: was coming on strong distributing the ball. Right. You know, the team was very comfortable with him. We saw the difference over those uh, last couple weeks of the regular season when he was not in the lineup. Uh, It was... Teams figured that out in a hurry. Yep.
1: I and why I'm becoming more and more solidified on the opinion that the Jazz need to do what they have to do to bring him back, or what is within their capability to convince him to come back because he's still good and you can't let an asset like that go and not be able to replace him. Unless you can replace him. I am in this case. Yeah. I it would be extraordinarily difficult. I think. So it's. You
3: know, that's just dawning on me more and more as time is going by. And I don't know whether Joe – Joe, did he talk about that at all in any kind of depth
1: about the loss of Conley and what that meant? He he was um, at least – well, I think I heard all of it. Um, he he tried not to make any excuse.
3: Well, what's he supposed to say? You know, the fact that I had to replace uh, – Mike, uh, it didn't work out very well, and I wasn't up to the task. Is that what he's supposed but to he, say? But he
1: mentioned it. He said we were missing key guys. Mm-hmm. You take Michael Jordan off the Bulls, and they lose a series. Are you going, well, that's no excuse. Well, Mike Conley isn't Michael Jordan. But you get my point. Mm-hmm. I was just, Fine, yeah. take Magic Johnson off of us. <laughs> oh, they'd be better without Buck. <laughs> just like the Expos without, uh, what's his name? Harper. <laughs> better team. Um. So neither of you believe that's Trent Forrest's time to to take no, over here. No. All right. However, take Byron Scott off those Lakers teams. <laughs>
3: L. He was the
1: worst player on the in the starting lineup. Come on. Magic Johnson is pound for pound the best point guard who ever lived. I was way off on that. Way. <laughs> off. I mean, I've been off on some stuff, but that. <laughs> nice recovery <laughs> that was there, buddy. Way off. Way off. But you know, to to bring this back, Gordon, I I do think. Um, you know, Joe Engel's another thing he talked about in the Joe Engel show today was how he was uh, on board to convince Mike Conley to uh, to come back, or you know, uh, encourage. Uh, he Joe was also careful to say, "Hey, I understand guys make their own decisions, and Mike Conley's never been a free agent, and he said the right things, but he said he would be willing." Uh, to do whatever the franchise asked of him to convince Mike Conley to stay.
3: Didn't, didn't he say the same thing before Gordon Hayward left?
1: Yeah, and I think he was at that infamous meeting in San Diego, wasn't he? Wasn't it uh, where where uh, uh, Gail Miller and the the front office the and, whole crew. and didn't Joe fly home like fly back from Australia to go to the meeting? Yeah, and so then uh, when Favors was going
2: through his free agency, you remember. Favors told Joe Ingalls, "You don't have to come fly out and
1: see That's me. right. That's you know, but right. I'm starting to worry
3: about Joe's persuasive abilities.
1: You know, oh we'll man! We'll see what happens. With uh, that was the most unfair thing ever because Gordon Hayward was gone.
3: Yeah,
1: I mean, it would have been nice if he had told somebody there that. Probably you know. wasn't a uh, a person on the planet that could have been at that meeting that would have gotten him to change his mind. Uh Brad Stevens. <laughs> Brad Stevens, you know, I think you should stay with the Jazz, Gordon. Don't come, don't come here, don't come play for me, don't do it.
3: Oh, that didn't work out so well, did it?
1: Um, I, I mean, Mike Conley seemed to, in, I don't want this is so overused, but enjoy his time here. I mean, he said nice things. His uh, Joe talked about how their uh, kids are in school together, and yeah, but Mike Conley could be playing in Antarctica, and he would make it sound like it's
3: a garden spot.
1: No, I got you. But it's just I, the way he is. But I don't get the impression it was like a Derek Fisher situation where it was like, get me out of here as soon as humanly possible. <laughs> Which is what we heard about him from yeah. the day he was traded here. I know, because you heard the same stuff I did. Yep. That he did not want to be here, not for an additional moment than he had to be. And that played out how it did. So, Derek I Fisher?
3: I, mean, I, I can't remember a player who spoke in more biblical terms. Than Derek Fisher. When you went up to ask him a question, he'd answer it as kind of in that whisper that sounded like he was talking reverently. Maybe uh, Dr. J was a little bit that way.
1: He was, Fisher though, I mean not to totally get sidetracked on this, but he was part of one of the most electric moments uh, I've witnessed in person. Coming back. When he came back and checked into the game. Mm-hmm. and the the sound in this building uh, during that moment was was pretty incredible. And they won, right? I think it was overtime. Are you checking in overtime? Am I remembering that right? They lost a series. Uh, they lost a series, but they won that game. it's uh, How can that not endear him to a place? <laughs> he won it out. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about the content of somebody's character, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Check Jimbo's Twitter. His, his uh, but his track record um, <laughs> with a couple spite, of, with a couple of things is not terrific. In spite of the biblical tone, yeah, yeah. There's there's a couple instances out there where it was not. I can't. I mean, look, we don't have to dwell on this, but it's kind of fun, actually.
3: I can't remember a player who did his team dirtier than Gordon did this team here. The jazz. by not telling anybody yeah. who's leaving and leaving, yeah, and not allowing them any kind of. I can think of someone
1: now. Wait, wait. wait. Who? Let me ask you this: Carlos Boozer. Oh, oh he he didn't part ways badly with the uh, with, with Utah. Cleveland. Oh, with Cleveland. Oh, I see. Sorry, I was coming to yeah, Utah. Yeah, yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lie, yeah, yeah. Lie. I'll be there tomorrow yeah, to sign it. lied was,
3: to a blind man. Yeah, that was pretty
1: bad. <laughs> no, you're right. That 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 was it. But but let me ask you this. Did Gordon send signals that he was leaving and people just didn't want to that, buy that it? May, that may be true. I mean, I do. he seemed like he was in a state of discontent for some time. And maybe people didn't want to believe it. But I do believe that he never had that conversation. He never told them yeah. that I'm out. Mm-hmm. That I believe that that never happened because, of course, the Jazz would have done something about it immediately i would guess but i wonder if the the if they knew but they didn't want to know
3: but but jake maybe we can uh, make the analogy with what you were saying yesterday or the day before about athletes who always think that they are at a certain level they want to believe yeah the, in in something and maybe the jazz wanted to believe that because the, they are them
1: they could you know talk him into or lure him back into right. the fold. Remember the summer before it was that big deal that he stayed in town because the Jazz wanted him to stay here and work with him and yeah, I don't know but they lucked out because they drafted Donovan Mitchell right before he left Yeah but they, would they have not done that had he stayed? No they drafted Donovan and then he left So they. Uh, but what I'm saying is that they could have had both of them they did for about three days. <laughs> that was really useful. So they obviously wanted to have both of them. Um, but, you know, it is it is what it is, uh, Boss of Ours used to famously say. The difference between how Conley's handling
2: this and how Hayward handled it is the signs that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hayward never, ever one time said how much he loved being here how much he wished it, he, he, I would like to stay, but I got to see what's going to He never said those words, ever. he, he said, had plenty
3: of opportunities,
2: yeah. too, and he did. Conley is saying, at least at his ex, in his
1: exit interview, I like it here, I'd love to be back here, but I got to see yeah. essentially what my market brings. Eagles mentioned that a couple of times, that, he's, that Mike's never been a free agent, and that might be something he wants to experience. Take some meetings, see what's out there. What's Donovan's relationship like with Mike, I wonder? Seems good. But Seems who knows who good, yeah. knows what to believe. I mean,
2: Yeah, you can only know what Donovan and Mike have said about it, and that is that Donovan really looks up to Mike and says that his game benefits greatly from having Mike on the team around the team here with the team, even when he's injured. Donovan said he was very helpful well, towards him. Well,
1: never was that more evident than that playoff series. You know, if my, if Donovan Mitchell didn't have that opinion before the playoff series, I'm guessing he does now. Cuz that was Pretty difficult. It to, took a lot of energy uh, from Donovan Mitchell that series, and I think a lot of that is because he didn't have another, you know, playmaker who was capable of playing against that defense. I,
3: I think that Donovan Mitchell is now approaching a lofty level where what he says carries all kinds of weight. Whether it should or not, it's probably true. He just that's what that's what superstars in the nba uh do and uh the uh that's what they're afforded and he's he's at that level now i i think uh i know that uh that dennis and justin they're capable people and all that but i'll I'll bet they run everything by donovan now you just hope it doesn't turn out like the
1: rockets yeah
3: yeah, but I mean, I mean, do you think the Lakers talk to LeBron? Do you? I mean, this. Is, oh, I think. Do you think the Blazers talk to a Dame? I mean, it's it just once you get to a certain level, I think it's just part of the routine.
1: I think clutch runs the Lakers. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. Go. It's does LeBron talk to the Lakers? Not does the Lakers talk to yeah, LeBron? I, I honestly, I mean, look at the players they sign. I mean, but is that a good thing? I mean, yes, it's happening, but is I that is that a good thing? On the thing? judgment
3: of the individual involved,
1: you know, Larry Miller uh, famously always said that the coach always was had his backing, and the coach was in charge. And numero uno, well, now we're talking about straying away from that, aren't we?
3: Not necessarily. We're talking about personnel decisions. And we're we're not saying if you can dictate you
1: know, what what trades they make and
3: what players no, they sign no, you don't no, think you can dictate s- nobody what nobody s- nobody said dictate
1: you don't you don't think that, that if it came down to the coach throwing down with the player you don't think that uh, you think they're going to go the Larry Miller approach and back the coach that that's too nope. strong a word <laughs> dictate come on
3: but certainly listen to
1: oh man it, it, you're just changing the language what what if Donovan Mitchell says this is what's best for the team this is what I want and the Jazz don't do it You mean, like, you can't play because your ankle hurts? Um, That's not what I was getting at. What if Donovan Mitchell says, I want this player, and you need to make it happen? Don't care how you do it, just make it happen. And the Jazz go, I don't think that's the best idea for the franchise, so we're not going to do that. I don't think they would say it that way. I think it would be much more diplomatic Uh, Forget the language. uh, The language uh, is important. Forget the language. We're shortening it for radio purposes. Talk about (laughs) the actions. If they didn't I, I, do it, as I said,
3: Donovan Mitchell is approaching a level now where he has a seat at the table.
1: I'll say it that way. I, I think that's a day. It may be reality, but I don't know if it's a good thing. Well, it depends on what the player's attitude
3: is. I mean, what, what? I mean, does I mean, can you see Donovan Mitchell going in and saying, "Hey, fellas"? I want this, do it this way, or I'm going to really, there's going to be a price to pay. Uh, do you
1: think that's the way he would go about it? Hey, suggest you play Donovan Mitchell for a second. All right. You, why don't you suggest some moves in whatever language you want?
3: Uh, Dennis, Justin, I think it'd be a good idea if we got Dame, Dame uh,
1: Lillard. You know, Donovan, we love you, you're great. You're wonderful. You're don't look at you're a me ter- like you're that. a terrific player. <laughs> um, you're you're a terrific human. Uh, we think you're uh, you're you're, uh, you're smart. You're a great leader, but we think that idea is stupid. <laughs> First of all, don't talk how, to me
3: how do you in those th- condescending tones. How do you all think right, it would go? I don't want to hear that. That's ticking me off. Right. I know. I said way back when. That my mom would kick my my butt if I started getting too big for my britches. But you talk to me like that, and I'm getting too big for my britches.
1: You know what? What's that uh, Jurassic Park uh, saying, Austin? Movie zone tonight. Uh, Life flies uh, away? No, no, no. Uh, I was was thinking more like... Hold on to your butts. They spent so (laughs) much time trying to figure out if they could. How do you
3: hold on to your butt? They
1: probably... Never Should've,
3: asked if they should. If they yeah. should, yeah. yeah. I, look, I mean, okay, we can use whatever language we want, but I think that it would be in jazz management's best interest to make sure that Donovan Mitchell knows that he's being heard, even if his... He's not dictating what the club is going to do. I don't think we'd get to that point. But you're I,
1: saying that Donovan Mitchell is good enough that he's got the franchise by the cojones and he should squeeze. No, I, I, no that's, that's not exactly what, I'm saying. what you're saying. That's too much. It's, it's too not, much. It's, it's what you're suggesting. No, it's not. Yes, All
3: it I is. said was he had a seat at the table. I didn't say he was going to roll in and bark orders at everybody. That's what you said. You're living in the hundred-acre world where usual, you think it's all nice guy. I say guy. something, and then you take it to the nth degree. If they
1: just I, soften the language a little bit, no, everybody will get no, all
3: great. No, people just be people know when you're being disingenuous. It's, That's not what I'm it's saying.
1: It's not actions that matter. It's how we talk no, to each no, other.
3: No, 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 no. Yeah, I, true. I'm saying, I'm saying that uh, before you make a big deal, run it by your superstar. And band. what if he says no? Well, then you've got an issue. And you know now <laughs> you've got to talk some more. No, you've got to do exactly what he wants. No, you don't. The only one who could do that, I think, is LeBron. Maybe
1: James Harden did it to the Rockets and put it right into the ground.
3: Yeah, well, that was their fault. They missed that. Their fault. That. What if
1: they said no? That was the thing. They they didn't want to lose their superstar, so they said whatever you want. Wh- <laughs> until he said you, it, I want to Until <laughs> he bounced and look how it turned out. Exactly. That's why I
3: don't. That's that, why that you're, is, you see your interpretation of what I said is ludicrous. Because I didn't say you just bend over backwards for the guy. I, I said you let him have a seat at the table and you talk to a let inform him of what you're what you're thinking about. Yeah, let
2: him. him think he has a say. Yeah, no. exactly. How <laughs> condescending guys, is that? This is so great this is
3: BS, man. Haven't you ever been a part of of a uh, steering committee where you have three or four people there and they they all have a say? If if it doesn't go all your way, it doesn't mean you're being disrespected. You get together, you talk it through, and you come to a conclusion. You don't say, uh, no, Donovan, we don't care what you think. And you don't say, yes, sir, Donovan, whatever you say is what we're going to do. You don't say either one of those things.
1: You don't have to exist at either end of that extreme. You just say, hmm, and stroke your beard a little, and then you're in the room, but not really. It's cute you're here, but your opinion doesn't matter. Wait a minute! What if Dennis and Justin disagree? What if they disagree with Ryan? Well, Ryan's opinion carries the most weight well, now, doesn't yeah, it? it does. It's, it's kind of does. But it doesn't mean that the chain of command. It doesn't mean that anybody's being disrespected.
3: It, 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 you just not might not always get your way.
1: Right, which a lot of people perceive as disrespectful. <laughs> and then those people with the, with uh, leverage <laughs> do something about it. I still remember when. And Carl, then you bypass the chain of command and go past Justin and Dennis and write to Ryan. And then you've got a really interesting <laughs> situation on your hands now, don't you? I still and remember. then that's I still, bad news still, for Dennis still, and Ryan because still, Donovan Mitchell's still, more important. <laughs> I still remember when Carl Malone made the pronouncement
3: that he wanted a say in, in personnel matters. You know, and I swear I thought. They were building a whole office around his locker down there in the locker room so that he could have a a management position. It happens. You got to do it. It's like I I have a friend who was like the national sales director for his company. Very influential person within his company. And he had a. We've heard this story
1: yeah, he this a hundred times. Let's
3: move on. Radio's
1: not linear. I mean, it's not uh, li- linear. Linear. Yeah, yeah. In his opinion. Okay, never
3: mind. More. We have a lot of <laughs> listeners out there right now who've never heard that story. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry.
3: Yeah. Yeah. If still... I don't get my way, it's going to be hell to pay.
1: <laughs> Daddy got his way. I know. We got it. No. Doesn't make it right. That's not how it this is. That's not how it you don't even know this story. I've heard it. What did I say? What, what's I've the story? I've heard the story. Okay, what's no, the story? Please no, tell me. We're way over. What's the story? If tell you me have me tell it. I'm going to break. Okay, tell the story and take us to break. No, no, no. It, the next words out of my mouth are gonna be going to break. Oh. So you're ooh, gonna tell ooh. it now.
3: Listen to the guy over here who's talking I mean, it's, about it. it's two thirty six. You gotta have your way. Tell the story, quick. Quick, 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 quick. That's all right. I'm, All gonna, right. I'm gonna take my story and go home. <laughs> More next. It's Austin's No, fault. please don't
1: do that. It's ninety-seven Austin's five fault. at twelve eighty. The zone. Uh.
0: Utah's highest-rated, most listened-to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is the big show presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Oh, oh, oh. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Uh, 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 this uh, is 97.5 uh, uh, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. <laughs>
1: Oh, it's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the Day today is the Rolling Stones, selected by me and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. I told Gordon the reason I wanted to have this is the Band of the Day today, you know. It was I got, touching. A, got a Father's Day gift that was matching Rolling Stones t-shirts because my daughter and I have matching... Guns N' Roses t-shirts right now, and she's growing out of it, so, you know, it's just something we share and bond, <laughs> and I thought, you know, let's do the Rolling Stones today. And Gordon, without skipping a beat, goes, how about Jackson Brown? <laughs> and, and then Austin goes, well, what about the Rolling Stones? And Gordon goes, I mean, they're just so... He couldn't even complete the insult. He just ended it No, 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 it's not insulting. It's just
3: a. It's it's uh, we've done the Rolling Stones so many times it's kind of almost cliché at this point and I didn't know, I love Sadie, but I didn't know she was going to be scheduling our music for us. Thought it was nice. No not whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> there was a
2: three-year period where every time you picked band, it was one of your daughters. <laughs> no, wait a minute, that no. is a great no. point. Your daughters you shall not the, not the pass go here. Not, all not the time.
1: You have, a list. you have a list on your phone yeah, of bands has, that your daughters suggest. My, 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 yeah,
3: but my daughters are 35 years old. They're not four or three. Wow!
1: wow. Aegis, huh? Wow! <laughs> well,
3: wow! What's your daughter's favorite song? Why do you care? Wow! <laughs> what's your daughter's favorite song? What's the You're, purpose I'm, of your you question? You are
1: right, Austin. Mind <laughs> blown. Look, I love Sadie, but uh, uh, what
3: a three-year-old likes and what our average listener likes might be two different things.
1: The Rolling Stones. <laughs> Family. That's a stretch for our listener. Family influence for me, <laughs> none for thee. That's she exactly what just happened, right there. She didn't there. say the Wiggles. Wow, <laughs>
0: it's the
3: Stones. Wiggles. Remember when the Wiggles were making like ten million dollars a busted, year? You're busted, bro. Yeah. I, well, it was a good selection. I, I will. <laughs> I will say that <laughs> this particular time. She wiggles is four. Oh, Wiggles. I wonder if Joe knows the Wiggles.
1: You suggested a band during the. From New Zealand. Oh, from New Zealand? I thought they were from Australia. I don't think so. Oh. You, during that break, suggested a band that your daughter had recommended to you, and you got the name wrong. What? No, no that was. No, not you're from right. My, Australia. Not, Sorry. That was not from my daughter. Hmm. No, that was from me. Uh huh. No, it was from yeah. me. All right. It's Completely inappropriate. And by the way, what is it about my relationship with my daughter that bothers you so much? Nothing it just gets criticized at every single well, turn. When did I swim I... lessons yesterday? Matching shirts today? Kite flying? flying. No, I mean, I was, I'm just trying to bond with my daughter. Do it on your own time. At geez. no point was
3: I criticizing your daughter. I was criticizing you for for, <laughs> for what? Listening to your daughter. <laughs> for carrying too no, much. Wait. Now <laughs> like let's go good. by through them one by one. The fly in the kite thing, Jake took Sadie out the fly a kite on a windless day cuz she oh, wanted to All go. that's going to do is disappoint her and make her feel like flying kites aren't fun. That you know. Okay, and you're
1: leaving out the the part of the story where the the kite and my daughter were trampled by a loose dog <laughs> and it ruined it for everybody. So there's that part of this, and
2: the more important part <laughs> that it doesn't matter to a toddler if it's windless. Yes, All it they want to do is go no. out. So
3: you have no. to go
2: and try and fail, no. so then they lose no. interest.
3: No, no, they want to fly the kite. They want to see the kite soar.
2: Of course they do. But okay. once you get out there, you, just, you. When's the last time you tried to reason with a toddler? Okay, here. It's wh- like negotiating with terrorists. <laughs> you get nowhere.
1: You have to do what they want until they lose interest. And I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest right here. This bit makes me legit angry. So we're we're going to have to stop. You're going to get really. Mad we're going out. to have to. We're going to have to. You know, we're all having laughs, but this makes me legit angry. We we can't go down this. You're road.
3: sensitive about that. I uh, huh? very much. <laughs>
1: okay, sorry. Hey, we all make mistakes as parents.
3: <laughs> That's it. Wow. That's it. All right, we're I mean, even. We're
2: even. We didn't. We didn't let you tell your story for the fiftieth time this month, and
1: you've now insulted Jake's parents. I, I haven't we're told going to that break. story
3: for. It's the big six show. Months.
1: It's the big show. Gordon Monson, <laughs> Jake Scott, ninety-seven-five, and I'm get punched, the zone. time i feel
0: it. You can't stop me now! This is the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires. Tires. The team you trust. This is 975, 1280 the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Network. Network.
1: Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. want to remind you about our friends at Davis Vision. Their summer LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call today 801-253-3080. That is Davis Vision. Uh, Gordon, what's your interest level in the uh, the NBA playoffs? You talked about how maybe it's a little painful for Jazz fans, but uh, are you are you still all in? Yeah, yeah, I am. I, these are
3: these are fun games to watch, and there are talented teams involved. So, yeah, I mean, but I, I understand the emotional aspect of it for Jazz fans. Uh, I don't have that same emotional attachment, so it doesn't hurt me as much although i gotta say that my interest level in the jazz as because we cover it we talk about them has been so high that it maybe has slipped a notch but not not too much i i enjoy the games you
1: oh yeah we're dialed way back now i i'm watching the games in uh, concentrated youtube form because i feel like <laughs> i uh, i probably ought to do that but yeah i'm definitely not sitting down and spending my entire night consuming these games yeah, I the, the I'm trying to decide though if that's just because I'm a little bit on the burnout side and need to to catch up on some family family time and that sort of thing. You Yeah, know what I mean? that could be it. Uh, but I cause the damaged Clippers and the Suns who I don't particularly care for isn't really grabbing my attention. And then I'm looking in the East, and you know, you look at last night's games. The Hawks beat the Bucks, and really a, a, a thrilling game. And I'm trying to be interested in that. Because I think the Trey Young story is really, really good. I think the the Milwaukee Bucks, can they finally get over the – I say finally, but can mm-hmm. they get over the hump with Giannis? I think those are, are two interesting stories that I'm trying to, to yeah. get behind.
3: You know, every time I mention Trey Young's name, it, it, it astounds me that he scored like, what, three or four points against the Jazz? Three. Career low. When I predicted that he would go for 40. You did. And then – he goes for 48 last night in a playoff game. Why were the Jazz able to contain him the way they did? Maybe they poisoned him the night before yeah, like because pers- Mike Conley wasn't hurt. Uh maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, yeah, but, but I'm interested and I would you know, I don't know. I, um, there's no should here one way or the other, but I would I I would um Encourage jazz fans to give it a try,
1: give give it a look, because it is still really good basketball, and it's fun to watch. Really, one of the more interesting parts of it, I, I honestly think, uh, speaking of Atlanta, is are they a proof that coaching does still matter in the NBA? All right, explain yourself. They fire Lloyd Pierce mm-hmm. after a 14 and 20 start. They've only lost 11 games <laughs> since then. That's it. Yeah. And now we're in the Eastern Conference Finals. Hard to argue with that. I mean, you know, you got to—McMillan you know, steps in, and I don't know what he does, but he gets these guys pulling in all, you know, all in the same direction. And, and when he first went there, wasn't there uh, some murmuring going on about how he was too old school and he was this and that? And I'm not— I'm not sure. I'm not remembering that. Mm-hmm. I'm not not saying it didn't, but I, I don't Yeah, I don't I
3: don't, know. Well, I don't. Maybe not. But anyway, uh,
1: certainly the results have been fantastic. Usually I would say it's not a good idea to just automatically stick with the interim guy. But in this case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hard, hard not to. <laughs> in this case. But it, it, I do find that interesting because, you know, it, it does feel like the head coach in the NBA, at least my perception, has mattered less and less over the years. I mean, you know look at Cleveland where they move on from Blatt and move into Lou and basically nothing changes because it's still just a team with LeBron on it, you know? So I, I wonder, I I always wondered with Phil Jackson, how influential he really was other than he's, he did what mcmillan has been able to do. He got those personalities all pulling in the same direction, which is, I I, I think the coach is
3: pretty important. Well, in
1: this case, he's certainly proven it. I, I always thought that, and I don't know.
3: Obviously, look when you've got a, a couple of great players on your roster, then it's like what? What was Joe, was Jerry Sloan a good coach, or did he just have Stockton him alone? Right. I mean, I I think the coach does have a major influence on on not just coaching the basketball that happens on the floor, but keeping the peace
1: in the in the locker room. Well, is Steve Kerr a good coach? I think he is. Is Bill or uh, Luke Walton a good coach?
3: Mm, not certain about that.
1: Won a lot of games with that Warriors team. <laughs>
3: Luke Walton did with Steve Kerr's team. Yeah. <laughs> what about Mike Brown?
2: Is he a good coach? He's coached for several different franchises, and that same Warriors team did pretty well with when he was at the helm.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, my point is that the coach does make a difference. I, I think it either either for the benefit or, or the disadvantage. I think maybe I would add to that depending on the team. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I suppose.
1: If the players aren't listening to you, you're not going to be much use. I agree with that, certainly. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more coming up straight ahead. It is uh, the big show. We've got what's going on right around the corner. Uh, We'll hear from uh, a clip from Hanson Scotty and uh, DJ and PK as well. Sam Amick is on the show at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. And uh, our guy, uh, oh, we're going to have Dale Murphy. Yeah, Dale Murphy at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. It'll be fun to talk to Dale. Oh, yeah. He's always fun to talk with. And Austin will get more than 20 seconds of baseball today. We've
3: got to ask him about the undressing of the pitchers on the mound. I mean, I, I've read a story. Did you say a story at ESPN today about all the different things that they're considering, the changes they're making in, in baseball? I, Austin, you're you're kind of looking like, eh, it's just a bunch of nonsense.
2: No, I think that's
3: probably
1: why I wanted to have Dale on to run some of oh, this by him. Yeah, okay. Good. So there you go.
2: Not just to have Dale, so.
1: All right, stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. Uh, what's going on right around the corner, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone?